Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week of Father Daughter First Down, where we bear all about the Chicago Bears. I'm Maya. And I'm Joey. I'm the father. And we think I'm the daughter. And we're coming back after being gone for a week. It was supposed to be a vacation week for us, but um, the father had to go into COVID protocol. We're broadcasting from my COVID hideout hideout for the last week, Um, coming out of the basement, but now I'm back in so that we can um, talk to you all about a Bears victory. Very exciting. We're now five and 10. Maya, I, I think this was the most exciting um, meaningless, Victory. meaningless yeah. bear game I've seen in quite some time. Meaningless, but very, very exciting. Cheers. Cheers to a, to a victory. We've been drinking uh, for a while tonight. So that's definitely been fun for us to, to lots do. to talk about a from lots this. to talk about. I don't, I don't know if we, we could have been one of the very few people. Oh, wait, we didn't actually, drink. I drank. We, oh, I, I drank. You did. Oops. But um, besides us, I don't know how many people were watching, but for those who are listening, hopefully you watched and uh, you know that we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, it is, you know, our QB three who the announcers kept saying, you know, the best third string quarterback in the league Uh, holidays just finished. So whoever celebrated happy holidays, we hope you enjoyed your holidays. It was clearly St. Nick season and he brought home a victory. So Here's a cheers toast to, to Nick. A, to uh, to St. Nick. Nick. To St. Nick. Nick. Merry Christmas. So where do we start, Maya? I mean, this game started off like... like uh, The weather, first of all. Let's talk let's about talk, the weather. Yeah. I mean, unheard of weather in Seattle. By the way, it still has not snowed for those of you in Chicago. You know this. We still have not received snow. That's like a record. It is a record. And they had a snowstorm going on in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was I was expecting more interceptions, more fumbles, but totally. um, it was a it was a fairly clean played game. A lot of slipping and sliding around, and um, there it wasn't was some, that bad. I was expecting it to be yes. worse. Yes. So the game started out. The the Bears were three and out, and uh, well, they no, excuse me, Seattle no, was three. Weren't. I meant their defense was three right. and out. And uh, we take a timeout like on special Two minutes teams, into the game, which would, you know, we'll get which into was that. Stupid. Right. It was stupid. Do you want right. to start with so good, bad, and the good, ugly? Yes. We're going to start with the good, okay. bad, and the ugly. What's your good? Let's have you start this week. I, you know, I thought the good was our defense came up big when they had to. They, there was a lot of um, missed, uh, missed coverages, bad coverage, a lot of missed tackling at times. But my good is going to be Robert Quinn getting his 17th sack in a big series that pushed the ball back to make it a little more difficult for the field goal kicker Myers for Seattle that he ended up, it, it like was looking like it was going right through the uprights. And then at the last second took a left-hand turn, which really in the end was a big difference. And I think Robert Quinn's sack on that play was huge. Yeah, that pretty much I think saved the game in the end. And my good is going to be all of those third down conversions because I, you know, held my breath, I think on every single one of those. I don't like when it comes down to third and long, but we had a few too many of those, but for the most part, I think the majority we, of them worked in our Well, favor. we converted overall. We were over 50%. I know on our third down conversions, whereas all season we've been like like 33% closer to the, right, or 30%. Something. Yeah. So third down conversions, but the good was, I mean, our offense made big plays when they had to um, big catches. Uh, 
you know, that is the difference situ- between a seasoned veteran and a rookie. I think also was today's play was today's like, play because you could see Nick, you know, I saw him reading his armband and calling his plays in the huddle. Well, and they everything. all read their and armbands. They all read their armbands. This question is, is he, did, he left the execution. pocket more than I had expected him to lead the pocket. So I thought that was a positive um, because he fumbled it, it once we got lucky. We got we our, offensive, lucky. our offensive line, got the ball back. So anyway, what was the bad, the bad you go first again on this one. I gotta always go first. Yeah. The bad was, um, I'll tell you the bad. Okay. Cause you're being slow. Go ahead. So the bad was every half the time Montgomery ran the ball or was about to run the ball, the negative yardage, too much negative that yardage he gained, on first down. Too. It was ridiculous. I right. mean, yes, Nick got sacked a few times and you know, that's never good, but it wasn't anything outrageous i thought the sacks were pretty fair on both sides of the ball right well um, when they when they line up foals under center and he passes he's got like a two maybe three step drop and then that, that a play like that is doomed i'll tell you what he my has dad no was. line he has no line jenkins went out and was injured everyone who has been listening knows how i feel about jenkins i mean he's 20 something years old and it's a rookie yeah but he's 20 something years old and his all had rookies are 20 back- something years wait, wait, old but he's had back surgery before coming in to, or right as he got bottom line league. is it wasn't was a back surgery at like 20 so years old then he guy. went on it wasn't a factor in with the a game. shoulder injury i okay. mean come on we'll see this guy's gotta go it give him the summer waste. give him till next year he's still a second round pick he's he's not a bust yet i know what my bad was my bad is the bears 70 yard drive at the beginning going down the field methodically eating up clock on that first drive and coming up empty. They had a first and goal at the five. And they one of the plays was like a wildcat. Every time they line up in a wildcat, if it's a running back or Cordell Patterson from years, it was only one time, but you know that the ball's going to him. And he runs up the middle. It's like everybody in the stadium knows that he's getting the ball. And they could not score. And and they went for it on fourth down in the fourth quarter. That is just when you're on the road, you take the points. Those three points could have meant the game. I mean, they're lucky that that field goal kicker missed the right. field goal late in the game, but they the game should have been closer at halftime in the middle of, you know, after the first quarter. They they should have been up three nothing. And that was the bad to me. That that to me again, bad coaching, yeah. bad decision making. To have like a 70 yard something drive and not even a touchdown or a field goal. I mean, that's embarrassing. You would think that there was an interception or a fumble, fumble, but nothing. No, it's just coaching. We're just going to stick this one in our pocket. We're going to call bad, meaningless plays that are very predictable. And it it was just my ugly. Now let's get to the ugly. Do you have an ugly? My ugly was the unsportsmanlike conduct from the bears no but it's ridiculous that comes down to coaching which is a whole nother story but that was really bad and our defense can't tackle and guess what all that was ogletree i remember he just popped the ball out and you know that was another 15 yards uh but that came back later we we got it back later where that late hit that was a soft hit on Foles late in the game and we got an extra 15 yards on that last drive that was the win ultimately was the winning drive my my tackle Wait, on our safety, part of the reason why our defense can't tackle, A, is because half of them are like second or third string defenders, which is fine, but they really need to step it up. And the issue, another issue I saw was all of the safeties line up so deep. 
Yeah, we we Which give up too. To we give up too much space. Like the on the two touchdowns that Seattle scored, the D backs. Well, the the second touchdown where that Everett scored, they walked right they, into the end zone. They, they, yeah, they just the, the defense isn't communicating. They're they're off base. The first one with Metcalf was so easy because it was a mismatch. I'm surprised they did not go to Metcalf more that that mismatch wasn't available to them more often. I was really surprised that that Russell Wilson had a subpar mediocre at best game. My ugly is that going back to that timeout in the for- first quarter. I know in the end of the day it didn't mean anything, but it just showed that the people on the sidelines and and operating the headphones, the the brass um, who's calling the game and managing the game supposedly is, is lost. When you're taking a timeout in the first quarter because you can't get your punt return team on, that is ugly. Yeah, I agree. Also, another thing that was very frustrating to watch, I wouldn't say it was necessarily like ugly, it was just frustrating. If you looked at the first half of the game, we pretty much controlled the clock. And usually when you control the clock, you know, you should be winning the game and you should have more points. So the cock control is obviously great because we want to control the clock as much as possible. You didn't say cock control. You said clock Clock. control. Okay. Okay. I'm just checking. I'm just, all right. That's disgusting. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) God, I need another drink, I guess. Okay. um, No, maybe we should cut you off. (laughs) Maybe. We're cutting her off. All right. Cutting me off. But yeah, no, if you control the clock. In theory. In theory, you should be winning the game. Yeah, but what the difference was is that Seattle was rolling off big play after big play, mainly in the running game. They were getting 20, 25, 30-yard runs, and then they were getting tacked on penalties for unsportsmanlike conduct after big plays. So yeah. you move the ball down the field pretty fast. That's why I was scared at the end when you give Russell Wilson a minute left in the game. And, and what ended up happening to Seattle this game is they took a page out of the Bears book and they started – shooting themselves in the foot. They had that, um, the guy who scored the touchdown Everett, he had a, uh, 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 illegal procedure, false start play, which they, at one point they had a fourth and one and kind of kept the drive going and possibly kicked the field goal. But that was a huge play with Everett having illegal procedure, false start. It put him back to fourth and six. And then that fourth and six, when Russell Wilson threw the incomplete pass, which, um, essentially ended the game. Yeah. I would have liked to see Russell Wilson get sapped more um, at one point, I think two years That's ago. That's what makes him great though. That's what makes him great. Yeah, He's he an elusive play, right? He, he, he drags out a play. He extends a play because of his legs. He's athletic. And, uh, but, but he had a real mediocre game. Yeah. But I think at this point of the year, a lot of teams are depleted. You've got people out for COVID. You got, people we out. are, I mean, right, I, I right. thought Robinson was going to be back this game. I was looking forward to that. He's still not back. We were on our third string quarterback. Yeah. And I don't even know who was backing him up. It's somebody that they just signed like two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, never heard of the guy, never heard of the guy. So anyway, we're going to get into our sauciest play of the game. I mean, This is obvious. The sauciest play is obvious. Okay. It's a combo. It is sponsored by my dad's barbecue sauce. And the link is below. You can order it. So the sauciest play of the game. Let's get to it. Well, it's the final. Uh, it was it was a third down and more than 10. I think it was like third and 14. 
And uh, Jimmy Graham posted up like like the basketball player that he is with two guys on him at each side. And, and I think it was Nick just Foles, one guy. on No, him. no, there was two guys on him. And Nick put it right where he needed to put it for the touchdown. But then to add to that, I'm so glad they went for two. We were, we, were talk, we were talking about this. Do you go to overtime? Do you play Here's for the two? issue with NFL overtime that I have. It literally can come easily come down to a coin toss. Because if one team, it does, many it does, because if one team, you know, gets possession and even scores a field goal, the game's over. The other team doesn't even get a shot, which I think is messed up. But I agree. Whatever. I don't like we, I don't we like didn't NFL. have to go to overtime. Right, that would have caused more stress. Yeah, that would have been stressful. We don't, we don't need that. Is We're Bears right. fans already. So but how about that catch by by Demarius Bird? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, I mean that was and how he like held acrobatic. it with one and he came down with one foot and one knee. And they got the two extra, they got the two point conversion to put them up one point. And I was getting nervous because, you know, it was taking a minute for that play to kind of happen. Yeah, that play got extended because Nick did. kept on going, Foles kept on going back. I know. And I was like, oh, God, we got to make a move. Got to make a move. Yeah. So that um, was, that was quite the play. I would say, uh, I was listening to some guys on the NFL network calling that the catch of the year in the NFL. Catch of the year. That's a pretty big statement for somebody who's what second. Right. It still didn't mean much, but it didn't mean a victory. Now we got five victories. We got three quarterbacks to beat Seattle at Seattle in that weather right. is not easy. Not a lot of people do. were there. Not a lot of people were there. There was a lot of empty <laughs> a seats. lot of empty seats. And also keep in mind that when Jimmy Graham was in the end zone, catching that touchdown, the fans were throwing snowballs. At him, right? The whole time. And that's I his mean, former team. He was, yeah. he was a very successful tight end. Well, first with New Orleans, that's where he really made his name and um, most of his statistics for his career. But, uh, but Jimmy Graham, when he's in there, he and they throw to him. He does that. He's a, a play. Pro. I think the first drop I've ever seen him have this whole season was last week against the Vikings, but. Um, in the end zone, which obviously was not yeah, that was a great, tough play. but at the same time, I think that's like the only drop he's had. He is the yeah, guy that, that who was makes a defended, the play. That was a defended play. That was a defended play. So next week, next week we talk are about next playing week, the, the New York Giants. Giants, where Mike Lennon is coming to Soldiers Field. So we've got. Who cares? Mike Lennon signed this. Well, that was the beginning of Mike Lennon, who has a neck probably as yeah, long he, as my wine glass. I don't know if you remember. I think he was signed when Tressman was the coach and he signed a mega multi-million dollar deal. He ended up playing maybe two games for the Bears. He was a total bust with the Bears. The fact that he's still in the NFL. Kudos, shocking. Kudos to him. Kudos to his agent. Honestly. Kudos. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is. He's coming back to Soldier Field. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for us, but we've got we got choices now. I guess. So it let's depends discuss who's... that. Actually, who do you think should be quarterback oh, going forward for the rest of the season? You got two games left. Here's what bothers me. I, I think Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future. I wanna. I, I I'm not a hundred percent certain. I do have concerns. I am worried. I, I, his body language when they showed him today, he was on the bench and just trying to keep warm. I don't know. It did. It, his body language to me is not one of positivity. A guy who's or a engaged. Team player. He he just doesn't seem engaged. So that concerns me. Number one. Number two is is he athletic? Is he a great athlete? Yes. Is he a good NFL player? Not even close. He should be learning, and to risk injury like something that's come up with us a lot. 
Do you, do you play him? Do you give him the reps now? You're two games away from the end of the season. You're not going anywhere. Your coaching staff is probably out. I play Nick Foles um, because you, you saw how he managed the game. He's got another year left on his contract. Dalton doesn't. So whoever backs him up, backs him up. Who cares who backs him up? It could be Fields. Whoever's the healthiest and most capable backs him up. Somebody has to dress. They so could- you're saying play Folds for the rest for the last two games of the season, even yeah. though this season is unwinnable as a whole, it's kind of going to be a wash. Yeah, but games are winnable. These games are winnable, and he gives everybody around him. He gives uh, a, a, he gives the team a chance to win. The other two guys do as well, but he has shown over his career he's he's a composed veteran. That he he you could even look in the huddle and and how the team reacts to him. Every there's a calmness, there's a calmness and a move forward attitude. Even though they they lost a lot of yardage on first down plays, that wasn't necessarily his fault. But but I say you play Foles, give him the two games, give him the opportunity because he has another year left on the contract to be that capable veteran backup going into next year with Foles being the leading person to be your starter and hopefully a star going into next year. I kind of disagree with you on this. Obviously, uh, I definitely do think that Justin should have been benched pretty much the entire season or should have just been the backup to whoever they had starting. But because Nick has an extra year on his contract and Andy does not, I say, put Andy out there because to be honest with you, we're done with Andy after this season. He's been great. I'm sure he's been a great mentor. He's been good, you know, in the locker room. You're talking and all about that. Andy. I'm talking about Nick. Like we're on a first name basis with these guys. Like we know them <laughs> or something. <laughs> anyway, do you know Andy? <laughs> no, I do not know Andy, but, um, anyway, what was, you made me lose my train of thought I'm there. So, I'm sorry about that. You were talking about <laughs> wanting Andy Dalton to I want finish Andy out Dalton his contract. To- Yes, I want good to, point. Good point. And no offense to Andy. I don't I wish him well and I don't want him to get injured. But the truth of the matter is, if he gets injured, if which, you know, is a obvious, you know, possibility in the NFL as a quarterback with the, the shit offensive line we have. But, you know, it doesn't it's not really going to affect us moving forward. So if it's not really going to affect us, like, why do we care? Just use him because you're paying him a lot of money. He's still under contract and you don't have to deal with him in the offseason or years going forward. That's, you know, for him and his agent and whatever team picks him up to figure out. So keep your team healthy and safe going into next season. See how you can rebuild for next year, for next season, this season's already a wash. We don't really have a chance. We don't have a plans at the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter. And even if we did, because we went to the playoffs at eight and eight last year, which I found to be ridiculous, it, you're going to lose the first round anyway. So we, got so, two, we got two more games left. You're saying throw out anybody there who, who first of all, these guys are all trying out whether they're going to be with the Bears next year or be with another team next year or not be right. in the NFL at all. So. There's a lot to look at in these last two games. We we have two more games of recordings. I think we're going to be focusing a lot on the Bears' future um, in these last two games. So uh, a lot to look forward to. Let's and congrats to Matt Nagy for surviving another week in Chicago. Um, 
we're going to start a countdown next week until how many days, you know, he has left. Uh, in, I, in he's going to be gone within one week after the last game, within the week. He'll within gone. the week. Okay. Right. But we, the team, come up I'm with telling some, you, we got to come up with some. The players that, love him. By the the way. players love him. The players love him. But the players know how Mostly. to act in the media. Right. I think. Yeah, you could be right. Anyway. And they love. Here's the thing. Chicago is a lot of fair weather fans. We're oh, not, we're not. Like, we're not. How fair about weather fans. how about all the guys on the sports radio? They're right. all fair weather so fans. So when They're Nagy terrible. wins, everyone loves him. He's a great coach. You know, he outcoached well, we'll Pete Carroll, who's we'll, an amazing coach. Right. Or we'll whatever. hear. We'll hear tomorrow what they say about Nagy. They're still going to say he's gone, but. They'll probably say some nice things too. I'm right. Interested. He wins, so it's nice. Right. So listen, kudos to the Bears for hanging together, for not, you know, mailing it in. Um, Good clock control, too, by the way. I mean, that is how you finish a game. I mean, I wish that we, you know, kind of made the two point conversion and didn't have to give the ball back to Seattle. That was very nerve wracking because well, a lot of the it was, defense was like, you know, we not drove, great. We drove the ball down faster than we thought. How about that play by Mooney? He yes. had like a 30 yard catch. Well, it was like Mooney a, played a great it was like game. a 15 yard catch that he turned into 30 yards because he was dragging guys mm-hmm. along with him. He's like one of the smallest guys on the field. Yeah, that was really impressive, especially for a little guy like Mooney. Um, so we're anyway. hoping, you know, going forward, our special teams we thought played great. We oh, hope yeah. Cairo. Great return, great return by um the rookie, uh from Newsome. North Carolina. Newsome. Newsome, from, great, great game. Play. Um, we think Cairo was healthy and ready to go for next week. I mean, that was ridiculous. He took a nice little hit. The little guy took a big hit. Um, no one should have touched him in my opinion. Hey, he's out there. It's football. It's football. He's tough. And, um, I definitely, without a doubt, think he will be ready for next week. We still have a lot of players who are questionable, especially with Herbert had a touchdown. Herbert had a great game. Our our blockers actually were super effective. But wait a second. In one breath, you say our line stinks. On that play, they were effective. I think our line has come together as the year has gone on better. Do they need to make changes? Are there some guys that will be will not be on this team next year for sure but i think they've they played a lot better than i mean look back to the cleveland game yeah so the lines a lot has done a lot more uh as the year has progressed all right and with that i think, I think we're, we're going to wrap, wrap it up. up look forward to next week against the giants soldiers field last home game it won't be the last game in soldier field i think it's going to take a couple of years for this arlington heights thing to come together but absolutely sooner sooner would be better than later so Cheers to the victory and three, two, one, bear Bear down. down.